What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of AM, the number one anime. I was gonna say Anga, kind of like combine them. Like, we're the number one oh, Anga no. podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the evolutionary train? <laughs> hey, no, no, that's a little different, though, right? Like, like flubbing your words, it's fine. It's when, like, you want to eat food and you decide to eat the inside of your lip instead, and you go, What? Am I just like born wrong or something? Like, so real quick, this is nothing to do with anime or manga, but just like a quick <laughs> thing. And I don't know if other people do this or if I'm just slow. Also, right? Matt's here. Welcome back. Matt, Matt, Matt is here. So, uh, when it goes to flubbing your words, so I talk a lot, right? Um, Twitter name, just what I do, right? Yeah. Now, I have like normally, like once or twice a day, I'll stumble on a word or two. Okay. It's kind of normal, right? Yeah. And I always, uh, uh appointed stumbling on words is i'm not able or i don't have the capacity excuse me to do oh, two man. things at once <laughs> throwing up into the mic too i i don't have the capacity to do two things at once yeah so they always tell you uh when you're a kid like what well, just a real basic thing is think before you say right and mm-hmm. i think you naturally take that as an adult and you kind of start thinking about what you're going to say even as you're saying something Mm-hmm. Because you'll hear it and you're like, all right, does this actually sound like I want it to sound? And so when I stumble words, it's because I'm talking and my brain's trying to think about the next couple words are and if it still makes sense. And I say the current word while thinking about a word and they just go into each other. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm not capable of talking and thinking at the same time. I am lower on the evolutionary chain than most people. I feel like everyone does that though, right? Like, I don't know, unless like you're really like even like the best public speakers probably have to flub their words or probably flub their words once or twice. Eric Thomas just keeps like he just says it really loud. So it's just like, yeah, no, I meant to say that. I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah. No such so thing as uh, failure when you're as rich as me. There's a uh, now nah, homie got failure. Homie got uh, we're not here to buy DT. Um, or Jake, or uh, what's what's my man's name? Les Brown. Les Brown is a uh, Les Brown is Les Brown is proof aging does not work the same on everyone. Les Brown is a uh, last side note. Start before we get to anime manga. Got a lot to talk about today because great chapter. Les Brown is so he's a funny motivational speaker. He tries to motivate you through like laughing. Uh, like one of his first speeches that blew up is he's like anyone can lose weight. I didn't, but that's because I saw a skinny dude get hit by a bus and he died. I figured if I got hit by a bus, I'm a little too big. I might live. Dude, what? <laughs> so that's, hey, that's his thing. You're no fat, <laughs> no fat bitches, but I'm not going to lose any fucking weight because I saw a dude die and skinny. And <laughs> He said, man, if he, had, if he had 20 more pounds, he might have lived. Like, you never know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you fat bitches can, like, lose lose a few pounds. Use a few LBs. <laughs> All so, right. Should we start this podcast or yeah. what? No, I'm just kidding. Dude. But his, his thing is, though, it's crazy about him. And she was talking to a guy one time. And um, I started listening to Les Brown probably about, like, eight, nine years ago. And mm. I actually never knew how old he was. But he looks like he's in his 40s or 50s. He's just a, just a, like Google right now on your computer, Les Brown, what he looks like. And if you just, without looking at his age, just give me a, um, approximately what he looks like just off his picture. Off of his picture? 
Like yeah. just the first picture I find of just him. The fir- hopefully the first picture you find. Uh, I would say he looks like uh, he's got a little white hair on him. Maybe like 50. Yeah, I think he only just turned like 75. Like what? <laughs> so he was having this story when he was talking to the interviewer, and he literally brought up the fact that when he was little, his <laughs> mom had to hit him because otherwise the police officer was going to beat the shit out of him because he went to drink at a segregated water fountain. Oh my God, dude. And I was like, how old is homie? And why does he still have a full head of hair? And it's like, for the most part, still like colored. Like, dude, he's got predominantly black hair. And I'm like, how how did you do and he's a fat bastard so hey. it's not like he's living like the healthier like hey, to quote Gino alex life. to quote alex black don't crack uh, so. dog, this is different than black don't crack my man is like he looks like a 40 or 50 year old yeah have yeah, you seen like, um like dog how how he's like 76 according to google yeah, i said the same thing about old. i said the same thing about samuel l jackson yeah he's like in his 70s too he don't look like he's in his 70s it's like dog it's just that that shit threw me i've that is one of the few moments where like life just i was i was dumbfounded i was just fucking dumbfounded i was like oh this nigga old old yeah my favorite my favorite thing is like that is 75 the fuck bro right (laughs) i (laughs) no it's all about um like there are just some it's very rare for white people to age gracefully. We usually like age like a fucking flower that's been left out in the sun a little too long. Uh and every now and then you get like a Steve Carell or a Paul Rudd. And so like mm-hmm. Alex's take is well, you have to be an unproblematic white man to look good when you're older and i'm like hmm good to know so if i'm ugly or just get do, plastic surgery please dog. know that i look i did some fucking terrible things in my time if i'm if i if i'm ugly oh i'm a firm believer in stress will stress will age you so quick yeah like it besides really the does. science behind it it's like you can actually feel certain things like when i've been stressed out I genuinely feel like my body does not work as well as I am accustomed to. And I'm like, yeah, that's nuts. And that's normally when I will take like a deep breath and be like, I, you're probably overstressing yourself. It's not that serious. Just calmly take a breath, look at it again. And cause yeah, there's been some moments where just like you're at a job or you're in, you're in a moment. You're like, you don't know exactly how to handle it. And it's just that instant stress that builds up. And it's just like, Mm. yeah. Uh, Meditate everyone. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's why I went back to the gym. I was like, I go to the gym now at, like, 5 a.m. with Alex, which is one of the reasons why I forgot to take the dog out, because Alex isn't here anymore. She works all day into the night. So I'm like, oh, well, fuck. (laughs) But yeah, I know. Anyway, are we starting this podcast? We are starting. We had to give the we had to give the people some uh, encouragement and some extra stuff. That's why you come here to A and M and Hard Foul. We're full of that shit. Um, we are full of shit. Absolutely. So, man, I got to clean my palate today because I had to talk about Jake Paul today. So I can't. That's how I had to start my morning. That's what I was doing at five a.m. You got to think about that. At five a.m., the word Jake Paul had to come out of my mouth. 
Just think and about at, where we're at in life. And at 9 a.m., I had to cut something together with Jake Paul. <laughs> so just, just, and like I said there, not defending the person, but I stand by what I said. But my, what I said is for the sport, not for the person. Anyway, uh, where are we going to start here? So, Oda's good, man. Oda is yeah. really, really good. We're talking um, chapter 1023, y'all. So before we deep dive into the chapter, okay. just the arc as a whole, right? Yeah. I think one of the hardest things to do in any profession or really just anything you're doing, period, mm. is how do you make something better than what you just did? And I'm talking completed projects. I'm not talking if you're learning to draw or you're learning to write. Obviously, you're going to naturally progress and get better. I'm talking about if I give you a completed project. Um, for example, it's like, I don't know how you feel like when you make videos, like if you feel like, oh, this video is definitely better than my last video. Um, and yeah, because yeah. of that <laughs> is, and, and when I, when I say like, it's so hard to feel like if something is better, cause even if you might feel like, yo, I just smoked that video and you put out to the public and it gets a so-so reaction versus videos you put out and it's like, Man, I kind of half-assed through that together, but it has a great reaction. It's like, well, what the fuck do I do? Do I just not, do I just say, fuck it, wake up and go edit control S P V W and throw it out there? Yeah. Online marketing is, or online video, putting videos on YouTube, it's like. You have to have a very uh, level, you can't get too high and you cannot get too low because it will just kill you. You can't, you can't like fall into like the science of it. You know, you just got to like make the video. It's yes. better not to stress about the science of it. That's why this is the most streamlined podcast we have, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. do normally what just the number one like sports headline story is. Or when I do it with Tony and Will, we're not doing what the number one headline. This is the most streamlined because we're following a specific story and we're following its, we're following its story and reacting to it, right? Yeah. Um, but Oda, the more and more I think about it, and I was even kind of going through some of my physicals today, uh, physical manga books is Wano was one of the best arcs in One Piece history. I That's felt what this, I've been saying. Well, I, well, I felt the same way about Tress Rosa. Yeah, uh, everybody knows how I feel about the war. It's like you go to all these different points at the time. What Alabasta was, what Water Seven became, like to almost effortlessly, like put out something that feels like damn is this better because by the time this is all said and done i probably have water seven ranked either like as one a one b wano might be better than water seven dress rosa might be better than water seven and so for him to continuously do that um i think it's such it uh, says a lot about him as an author because again like it's shonen, right? And every mm-hmm. single arc is kind of its own like shonen moment. Like you know how these you know how I would say you know how 99% of these arcs are gonna go. 95% of these arcs. So like there's a small percentage where it kind of falls on its head. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Sabondi and then um Wano, I have no idea. I have can guess how it might end, but I don't know. <laughs> um, like, 
And I think with one with one piece in particular, it's like, oh, I I <laughs> everything's different. Like this one plays out very much like a like a play. Water Seven played out like a mystery. Um thriller or dress rosa was like toy story and spanish culture slammed together it's you know yeah like it's i don't know like he 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 takes like a very similar formula for each thing and makes it interesting Mm -hmm. and i think it's just a testament to him as an author you know that's that'll conclude my uh filleting oda for the episode no it's 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 genuinely i want to all i want to always give his props because there's like yeah. little things that like i've said i'm probably more like little things like irritate me or take me off here and there but in the grand scheme of things like it but it's really only going to irritate or tick me off because i only get one chapter a week in real time i'm not mm-hmm. gonna complain in the grand scheme of things when i'm at fucking chapter 3694 and it's like, oh, yeah, homie gave me 10 chapters that made me go, fuck, that's the only chapter I got this week. Like, it's he has such yeah. an astounding success does, rate. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that, you know? Like, yeah, he can have, like, an Usopp moment. Or you could say that, like, uh, Green Bit is a nightmare. But when you're reading Green Bit in a volume, oh, it's and it's only, like, you know, five pages out of... 180 pages or 170 pages doesn't feel like it's the whole chapter correct it's 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 incredible and i don't know i was trying to think um today as far as like what's it comparable to that so you're obviously more into movies um i have anything i'll spoil so um tomorrow for my lead for hard foul is like um because the nfl network just put out a top 100 list and Tom Brady was number seven, and there's a bunch of people that are bitching about it because they're like, all right, yeah, he won the Super Bowl, but is he still that great at 43? Tom Brady is a horror film. Um, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady Tom is Tom Brady is a monster. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady is nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yeah. Like there's eight or nine of them, right? And it's considered this quote unquote classic horror series films. And it doesn't really matter if you don't think number seven is as good as number one. Homie okay. got seven of them. I was going to say, Freddy is still very scary. Yes, Freddy is very scary. (laughs) Freddy is iconic. Like, it is the horror film that keeps happening. It don't matter what you think of it anymore at this point. Um, With Oda, I don't know. Like, I'm not into, like, Star Wars or Star Trek. I don't know if it feels like, does the sixth Star Wars movie feel as good? Like, does it feel like it's getting better? Or does it feel like it's trending downward? Like, what do you mean in terms of? So, like, we feel like Oda keeps as great as he's been and is is these, like, peaks that he hits. It almost like he just keeps going up and up and up. It never yeah. feels like one piece is going down. I don't know anything else in terms of content, story, creation that feels like that. I do. Um, I wouldn't say Star Wars because uh, Star Wars in my brain is, like, people – I love those movies because – I'm a huge nerd, Mm -hmm. but I understand that the only reason we have Star Wars TV shows is because uh, those movies make no fucking sense. Uh, So (laughs) um, I'm looking at you, sequel trilogy. Uh, But I will say the one thing that 
One Piece does feel like because One Piece is definitely a huge sandbox world. Yeah. It feels a lot like the MCU in the, uh, the yeah, the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and TV shows now. Uh, there was a string of they put out like a string of TV shows in between uh, movie hiatuses and stuff and movie pushing and all that. And it was it was like, oh, this is the best show. No, this is the best show. No, that's the best show. Like, um, I genuinely thought so Loki wrapped a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, Loki wrapped. And I genuinely thought that was going to be the the dumbest like Marvel TV show. I was like, this is going to be stupid. It's not going to do anything, really. It's just going to be this kind of goofy thing. It is like the best. And you can't just watch it without having watched all 23 fucking movies. Okay. (laughs) Because context is huge. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you can uh, I've talked about this with MCU stuff in the past, too. Like you can watch. Uh, there are three Iron Man movies, right? Iron Man one, two, and three. Definitely you can't watch, watch one and a half of them. You can't watch Iron Man one, two, or one, two, three in order. You just can't because Iron Man three takes place after the Avengers movie, and he's suffering from PTSD from the events in Avengers. <laughs> So you go okay. Iron Man 1, 2, and then all of a sudden he's talking about having gone into space and saw these aliens and like New York blew up and you're like, what the fuck happened? Um, same thing with uh, the Spider-Man movies. You can watch Spider-Man uh, Homecoming and then Spider-Man Far From Home, but you can't watch them back to back because... Far From Home takes place after Endgame. And so Tom Holland or Spider-Man's talking about how he got snapped out of existence and had to get come back and reassembled and he was fighting in space and he was doing all these crazy things. And you're like, what are you, what's happening? <laughs> you know, like it doesn't work. So everything kind of builds on top of each other. I feel like One Piece does the same thing. Like, uh, the San San. You want to talk about Sanji, or you want to talk about Zoro first? Okay, so that <laughs> is one of the about- most clever thing. Now, mind you, this is th- with Zoro's line. I didn't fucking think about this. This is two of the. So I think I've jokingly said this before in the past episode. Yeah, but I think the fact that it got confirmed with Ryuma, which is one of the funniest things ever, that like no one ever questioned. That Ryuma was a one-eyed a one-eyed samurai. Because when we saw Ryuma, he was dead and had no eyes. He had no eyes. And I went and Googled his picture. Homie's got a slash. He like does. homie's got literally Zoro slash. And I'm like, oh my god, Oda, if you literally just took homie's eye and like the fa- like and now mind you, if he did this, by the way, this is like a, a triple level play on everything. Because yeah, he took away Zoro's eye during, and and I think this is very important. And we we talked last week about their friendship. He took Zoro's eye during the last war in Naruto. 
when eyes were at an all-time high and prevalence and people were reading into that shit yeah like like that is that is immaculate time because as soon as zoro showed up in the new world and one eye was closed and like like we've seen all the memes like we've seen zoro with a renegon we've seen zoro with a shot like we've seen all that shit but not only the memes the timing of that to know because I think I've, I've said before, I think Oda fucks with the fans. I think he puts things out there that we like deep dive way too hard into. And he just kind of laughs and goes, that, yeah, that, it's not that serious, guys. And because he gets to hide the more serious shit he wants to put in there. Yeah, the idea of Zoro actually <laughs> having just lost his fucking eye. <laughs> well, it's also like uh, it's not just the eye, though, right? It's everything else. That oh, comes with the, that. The, the descendant. The, um, he he reminds them of the descendant of Ryuma, who who's like and like distant ancestor was yeah, his was... master back in East Blue. <laughs> and it's like his name. I was uh the, what the name is literally. It's like the Holy Blade or the God Blade. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, but it was just like dog holy sh- like first off for okay so let's ask this really quick because i i think less rational people would be pissed off because like i said i think a lot of the zoro height i height is because of the timing and i do attribute a lot of it to being he debuted when naruto was going on yeah <laughs> are we disappointed if zoro just fucking lost his eye absolutely not <laughs> are you kidding me uh <laughs> they uh to go back to the MCU, they did the same. They did something like that too, where there was a there's a character with one eye, and there's a whole thing about like how he was like, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. They took an eye from me, and I'm never ever gonna trust someone ever again. They reveal how he loses an eye. Bruh had a fucking cat that he loved, and that cat scratched his eye. <laughs> was i disappointed fuck no i was like yes it knows what it is (laughs) now here's the other thing though oda's written himself into a place where it's like i don't give a shit what happens with his eye it could be nothing and that's hilarious it could be something and that's super cool he could have he could have the renee gone under there (laughs) and i'd be like that's fucking awesome is that uchiha blood how's he gonna use that he can't he can't open it it's too stressful yeah you know we talked last week i was like maybe he's holding he's concentrating all of his conquerors hockey into his eye and so when he opens it he'll like blow a planet up or something you know something ridiculous and uh (laughs) or or you remember that little like uh the meme uh, not meme but it was a it was like a fan comic of ode of zoro playing with like that little knife that yes and he like he threw he threw it up and it just cut his eye and i'm like i hope that's real (laughs) so it it brings up an interesting point and like i always say when i read this sometimes my brain just there's there's enough i'm not the brightest in the world i say that a lot but there's enough one piece in my head that sometimes i'll read things and like my brain will just start connecting dots right 
I attribute it to when I worked with kids and there'd be kids that would come back sometimes like, Oh, do you remember me? And randomly I would just like pull their name out of nowhere. And I'm like, not really, but I said this name and it happens to be yours. So fuck yeah. I look, I look like, <laughs> Oh I know yeah. You. All these kids that I don't know. Is Zorro not having an eye. Um, this is how my brain worked. The three strongest swords on all the planet all have huge handicaps. Miyak, or I'm sorry, Shanks is missing an arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something wrong with Mihawk's stomach, which is why he comes off so skinny, and we've only ever seen him eat an apple. Don't ask me why this theorized in my head. Um, I don't. I think something is actually wrong with Mihawk, and the reason why he is so reserved is because Homie has a fighting limit because he cannot eat that much. So his stamina, even being the strongest mm-hmm. swordsman in the world, is extremely small. Which is why even at the war, all we get from Mihawk is about five swings. Because even yeah. the Rose fight, he really is not trying to fight Rose. Like Rose just like cuts off a swing. He takes one swing of Whitebeard, one real good swing at Luffy. Rose intercepts one. And Mihawk, we don't really get to see much of that fight. But I don't think Mihawk really tries to fight him. I think Mihawk just has enough of a presence that the people in the area just know uh, I'm good. Okay. I don't, want to, I don't want a part of this. So I, I kind of like that. That's cool. Yeah. Me not can't eat so, due to some with his stomach. And I prove once we get like, that's, that's part of the, when I say we need more of like that Roger era, like Mihawk is a part of that. And so we need something to know why that happened. Oh, well, Shanks, like I said, obviously I was going to say he's kind of part of Shanks's era. So like when we get like a Shanks backstory, correct. I feel Let's, like we'll get like Mihawk stuff. Yeah. Why I I attribute Shanks to also being a part of Roger's era because Roger's era is weird because at the age he died, so many people he was competing with, even if he won, continued to live on much longer. Like Whitebeard is technically a part of his era, but he lived so much longer. Um, Big Mom and Kaido existed and were monsters during when uh, Roger was alive and they continued to live on. Mm -hmm. So Roger's era is really it's awkward it's kind of like the if this makes sense it's kind of like the jfk of presidencies there's just like it's such a short short era but it's like his impact maybe you think it lasted his presidency and the next two or maybe you just think it ended when homie got capped like there's yeah i mean maybe i don't know if i'd make that jump because i feel like roger was on the seas for a long time he just died it's hard to tell I, I don't know what age he is supposed to be di- uh, uh, dictated when he tells Rayleigh, hey, let's go, versus the actual what the actual age of death is what? Do I we have a confirmed uh, no, age of I, death? I always figured he was like uh I I guessed he was like 19, like 17 to 19, same age as Luffy. So let I me think- check. I think Roger's time on the sea is 10 years or less, but I think that's why it's historic because it was this guy who in this short amount of time did so much similar to um, now. I don't hope it's a complete copy and paste, but the part of the reason why Luffy's story is incredible or so scary to the world is he's only been a pirate for three years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you've been a pirate for three years and now you've, done this to our prison you've attacked the capital um you're now a fifth emperor of the sea to the world like 
Dog's Dog's only been out here for three years. And I think that's part of Roger's story is that Roger's only out for I give it a 10 year period. I could be totally uh, wrong. This says Roger died at 53. Oh, then I am totally wrong. Because I'm okay. I think at oldest Roger left at like early 20s. I'm going like yeah. 21, 22 is like latest age. Okay. Um he died at 53. So what age did whoa? Like Whitebeard's oh. like 20 years older than him. 70, and that's the time gap. Because Luffy, okay. Ace is, Ace died at what? 18 then? 18, 19? No. I think, I think he was 20. Are we counting the extra year he stayed in his mom's stomach? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> According to the U.S. government, you are alive, but you have no social security number, so you're not alive. They can't tax you. They can't tax you, so you're not a person. Uh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, he died at 20. Okay. So he's 20. three years older than Luffy. Okay, so 52. Okay, so 70. Wow. Some reason, it didn't feel like the One Piece story was 70 years. That the One feels... Piece story is old as fuck, dude. That's, I was like, I, I don't think I've ever thought of it in that context. Like, I know... Like, I know we have, like, the war hero side of it, like, like Sengoku and Garp and Sue have yeah. a legacy, and that's bigger than the world we live in. But, uh, no, I guess that makes sense, because they're all, yeah, they're all in their 70s, too. Because Brooke is technically, like, 90-something years old. I thought Brooke was over 100 now. No? No, uh, I think Brooke is in his 90s now, because he died at, like, 40 or 30 Something. Hold on, let me look it up. Because Brooke knew Roger when he first took off to sea, because he knew Roger's a rookie. He knew Roger as a rookie. <laughs> so, like, that's, I guess, why I think I was tripped, because I always thought Brooke, man, <laughs> I love learning. Uh, I'm sorry. After time skip, Brooke is 90 years old. Okay, so 90 years old. Age so of death is 38. <laughs> okay, so he was 38. He saw Rogers a rookie in 40 or 50 years. Okay. All right. Oh my God. Yeah. Are, are we, can we, can we try to plot this out? Do we, do I, we no, this is like, we this, can, this, that's actually not a bad way to plot it out. That's yeah. Cause I, for some reason in my head, I assumed Brooke and I don't pay attention to eight. Cause a lot of time ages in anime are like, they're noticeable, but they're usually not like a hundred percent prevalent. Um, yeah. Sometimes just get butchered as we've learned before. But it's interesting because of Brooke knowing Roger's a rookie. It's like, okay, well, the entire story, or at least our part of the story, essentially has to be Brooke's life. Because Brooke's been here since technically before the beginning. Yeah. Um, he, he, Brooke has been a skeleton for 50 years. Hold on. So, so Roger's I, run has been for 50. This has been for 50 years since the rookie, since rookie Roger. We're going to no. do this off camera? No, 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 Because it's only 20 years since uh, Roger's death. So. Yeah. So, but he knew, but if he knew Roger's a rookie and he yeah. died at 38, that means Roger's run. So the start of him as a pirate yeah. up until now has to be a 50 year time period. Has to be like, well, no. Why? Why would that happen? It'd be like a 20 because year. If, if what you said, you said Brooke died as a person at 38, right? Yeah. And then Luffy found him. 50 when years later. Yeah. He was so 88. Brooke, yeah. Yeah. So if 38 year old Brooke knew rookie Roger, whatever age that is, 
until this point in the story, because I consider this is still part of Roger's influence. No, yeah. yeah, you're right. So 30 years of Roger being alive, 50 years since, well, no, it'd be 30 years of Roger being alive, and I'm confusing the fuck out of myself here. He was in his 20s when he went out to sea. Yes. And so Brooke, <laughs> Brooke died for that 30 years of Roger. Damn. So Brooke really just like coasted in the Bermuda Triangle through like the greatest rise in pirate history. Yeah. Yeah. He because he was like, little... oh yeah, there was a rookie by that name. Cause so he wasn't even like prominent at the time. He was like yeah. making headlines and then he died. We're going to do this. We're going to pick a day to like map out like the One Piece timeline because that's I've never... not we can do it. I'm telling you, it's I better than the can, Naruto can, timeline. It's got to be. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> we could figure out how old Roger was just yeah, by gonna... Brooke. Yeah, we're going to we're going to find a day to do that. And we're going to bring that to you guys. That's going to be a cool episode. I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll enjoy that. That's going to be a lot. Yeah, of work. I never, that is. <laughs> I, I never thought I didn't think about it. Like, I always knew Brooke had some kind of connection in terms of, like, you probably could plot out the timeline through him because he existed before Roger. He existed, obviously, after Roger. Um, Gosh, that's interesting. I always wonder if that's what they did for, like, the people that pop out on, like, the Wikipedia pages as soon as the characters reveal. And they're like, yeah, he's this old. It's like, how did you guys fucking know that? Now, I know sometimes you look at Brooke. Like, I know some authors do, like, pre-interview, or they'll just do interviews. Like, Oda's, like, talked openly about, like, oh, yeah, this guy is this age, or this guy mm-hmm. is that. Um, I just always hate, say, like, taking that to heart sometimes, because I feel like sometimes they're just getting asked for questions, and it's like, how old is insert Navy person here? And it's like, I old, dog. I didn't really fucking pick an age for him. He's just old. Um, <laughs> like, how old is dude, the spider and vice admiral? Like, I don't know, nigga, like, 40. <laughs> like, deal with it. Um, so, yeah, so Zoro could be... Zoro could be a... Literally just a one-armed swordsman. Um, oh, sorry, excuse me. Very good. Um, oh, yeah, you, uh, to approve of all of these swordsmen might be the strongest people in the world, but they're all handicapped. Ah, uh, I think it'd be cool... I like the idea that Zoro isn't handicapped, though, because like we've proven that like being blind doesn't really bother a swordsman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a swordsman technically with no eyes. Like Fujitori. Yeah, he's fine. You know, like if they have conquerors hockey, like missing an eye isn't that detrimental. Um. Or uh, not conquerors. Well, conquerors helps, but observation hockey. Conquerors does help. Just anytime someone's, you just sniff someone and you just like, <laughs> you just get triggered yeah. and start shooting out conquerors hockey everywhere. Like, and like oh. advanced observation hockey is literally seeing the future. So I don't really see it as like anything too detrimental um, at this stage in the game. <laughs> Maybe back, it, back, maybe if Zoro had lost his eye in East Blue, it would have been an issue. Oh, he'd be but dead. Yeah, it might be. We'd have like some uh, Obito moments of like my blind spot. Dog. Yeah, that's, that's, you remember when those eyes had blind? Remember when Edgy had a blind spot and that was like prevalent? Um, I don't want to talk about Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the uh yeah so we, we got that with Zoro, which is super cool um also and we discussed this for a little bit last week and we i asked would you feel how would it feel if they just dominated king and queen and we both agreed it shouldn't be like dominating dominating because king and queen still have to have status mm-hmm. um i didn't think i didn't care so much for the they're the three calamities um that to me was kind of like whatever i i don't know if you felt differently about that what do you mean when king i'm am i i didn't object actually to our queen actually talking saying that the lead performers were the three calamities that protect kaido wildfire plague and uh um drought that's not what I found interesting. I, I found interesting uh, the conversation between because, like, we got Zoro and Sanji stuff this chapter. Yeah, no, a lot of it. Like, like so I don't really, I don't really care about like him going like we are the calamities because we already kind of knew that. Yeah, that um, was... Like, but the like, idea also, that anyone associate Jack with Trout, like, did that? N- that I, was weird. I was, was like. That's, That's what they stretch. call them. That's what they call them back in Zoe. Drought? Dr- yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but calling Sanji a, Lun- a Lunarian. Oh, yeah. And how that's tied to God Island, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, now I'm kind of intrigued. There's a part of me that kind of wants to see king and sanji have an interaction <laughs> because oh, sanji is very convinced that he is 100 percent human so i think it'd be interesting if he's not so much of a, a clone well maybe like he's got dna like the germa were able to get dna from this like mythical race and like sanji's a byproduct of that Hence his strong bones and the fact that he can, the fact that we got something about him being able to to spontaneously combust is like, <laughs> I didn't expect that. I always thought it was a meme. In the I, show. I, I like the fact that that was just called out. Like it's such a normal anime thing. I think in yeah. years we don't question it. And homie just asked like, dog why do you light on fire yeah right (laughs) like you don't have a devil fruit like why the fuck do you just (laughs) like that was that was uh that is some of like when realism meets uh anime in the anime world and oda does this oda does this a good amount uh it's just great it's like fans like why the fuck it was a goofy it was a goofy fucking moment in thriller bark where you like hey (laughs) <laughs> Did she go out? Yeah, I took her out. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, no. So like it was this thing that got brought up in Thriller Bark. Mm-hmm. Uh and like where he just went full fire mode and like beat the shit out of someone. Yeah. It's- yeah, like and you know a thousand chapters later it means something the um sanji also there's a there's pete there's some guy who's doing it don't ask me why but it's really cool he's going through and like reanimating like in um very good 1080 by 60 fucking like old one piece fights 
Um, mm-hmm. Kind of touching up because obviously, like the original animation is from two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Um, so obviously, like just animation has gotten better, and the fight yeah. between Sanji and I forget his name, but the uh, Don Krieg pirate who he feeds. Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a really, really fucking cringy sound of when I forget homie just takes a steel ball and the, uh, the the ball on chain and just fucking should crush Sanji's neck. And yeah. I was like, and you hear like this bone sound and I'm like, dog. Sanji, Sanji dumb. has always been able to take punishment. It's always, he's always, well, him, Usopp has taken quite a bit of punishment, but Sanji especially, <clears throat> and they, and again, I think he's, he's enhanced in that sense. Like his bones are like, not normal, not normal human bones. Like well, Usopp, the crew hasn't taken an ass whooping. Like Luffy, literally. Now, we're not just talking about ass whooping, though. We're talking about like Sanji shouldn't be alive. Like neither should Zoro, whooping. neither should Usopp. Usopp, Usopp took a fucking dog. That's God, the one. You mean God? Sorry, no. but come on, God Usopp. They all got elected, even for like the weaker people. Like Nami and Rodman definitely took ten thousand volts to the head. And hey, you don't uh, think about that for anyone that's listening. Uh, look up the electric chair and you get a lot more um, uh, perspective on what Enel did. Uh, so, you know, Luffy took like a million volts, but it didn't matter. Um, could you imagine that a million volts of electricity? Like, do you realize like he's like, made that's not even that's not comprehensible. Like, <laughs> I don't know if people like I'm and I like I said. I ain't the brightest, but I just I googled electricity and how much is where, dog. A million volts of electricity is like Tesla's mind would explode, <laughs> like he would be all over the fucking place. Um, yeah. So, so like the crew can take ass whoopings. That's actually probably like their number one feat is like the amount of punishment and ass whoopings these guys have taken over the course of their time together is legendary. And no one else getting like that's. That's part of the, uh, we talked last week about like the growing up and the progression of the crew is we've seen all the ass whoopings. No yeah. one, even the characters that are cool, like Zoro, like Sanji, like Luffy, like, like Frankie, like we've seen all of these guys, like just, I mean, take it hard. And so it's, it, it, it's cool as a fan to like see those kind of moments, not just a character uh, like Mihawk, who's cool for the reason of we've never seen anyone touch or, yeah, uh, uh, Kizaru's kind of in that class of like, damn, he's just like, who has fucked Kizaru up? Um, why we respect Beckman? It's like, I, Kizaru has never, Kizaru has not taken a single L this whole story, except one, maybe if you consider that an exchange. Um, and I just consider that was Kizaru was too lazy to fight. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, but the exchange between, Zoro, Sanji, Luffy, and Queen, what was really noticeable was like, this isn't a struggle. Like, no. this is this is as on par fighting as you're probably going to get. And if they're on par fighting with King and Queen, man, I... Eh. These are the moments that make me go, okay, I believe it if he says he's like 75 to 80% done. Mm-hmm. Because if we're fighting on this level, I don't know how much more I have to look forward to. I 
in my head, in my like naive reader brain, I'm like, okay, do I see, do I want them fighting on like emperor level? I don't know. But when you get to the Gorosei and Mary Joie, I assume you're going to have to essentially fight on emperor level. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if that, if I'm fighting the strongest emperor in the world, right and left hand man or top two, and I'm on par with them, I've only got two more steps I can go, which is I got to, I'm fighting right underneath an emperor. I'm fighting right on par with an emperor and whatever power level we're going to assign to the Gorosei or their protectors. Um, however you want to do that power balance in your head. Um, it's because they don't so, even look hard. So like, as a sidebar, completely unrelated to what we're talking about. Go for it. I theorize that gold Roger was 27 years old when he oh, went out to see doing the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's and I would have never assumed that. I would have assumed he was closer to Luffy's age. Uh, uh yeah. It turns out uh he, Odin is about the same age. Like, you know, old people, oh. older people went out to uh see you later see back life. then, you know. It's it's interesting. My it's, theory is 27. Come at me, YouTube you, comments. You could technically do that now if you wanted. 21, just say, fuck moving into an apartment. I'm going to go out to sea. Don't know how far I'm, you get, but you well, can do I'm it. 27 now. Bye, bitch. <laughs> I don't think you want to recreate Luffy's story. I, I would die. I'll just be honest with y'all. I would I would push my little raft out to sea and drown by the end of the night. Hey, would you eat a devil fruit? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd get fucked because I'd get something trash. You get I'd the get human, like human for it? No, I'd get like the jacket. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like I would get some trash shit. If you wear me, you'll get my strength. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man. Like, yeah, I would get like, I just I just know myself. I'm like, I would get like the most trash fruit possible. I'd have the heat heat fruit. Hey, that one's, pretty, that one's pretty broken. That's <laughs> why I run into a nigga with a fire fire. Well, I mean, technically, you're hotter than fire because heat beats fire, right? Heat is endless. Are we going by One Piece laws or science laws? We live in the science world. <laughs> we live in a world of science. The science fool. world. Uh, now, nah, heat would, would be that jacket jacket, but I would, I would get something trash. I'd get like the shoo shoo fruit. Like, I could just grow shoes on top of my fucking feet. Like I would, I'd get something stupid, man. Although that would be, see, that would make that into a fire fruit. Because like, give Sanji like the shushu fruit. Like, imagine Sanji just fucking like forming some like steel bottom fucking shoes. That's what I think his raid suit is, dude. What do you think is going on with the raid suit? Because he said something like, "Hey, I've tried this twice now, and it feels weird." I think that's because he's not a uh to your point about him being a lunarian or not being um a full cyborg is i think those suits are designed for the kids and the way their body's constructed and sanji not being like them um i think you just have at um you just got different effects and it's not meant for a regular person to wear Mm -hmm. 
those suits are designed for them specifically. And because Sanji is not exactly like them, this is that, I think that's just what happens. But I think, I think his point is valid. And when he's like, he's telling Zara, like, it's not like, I'm not sick. I'm just off. Like, have you ever had those days? Like you just wake up and you're like, I know I'm fine, but I'm not like all the way there yet. Yeah. Something feels off with it. And I'm like, that's really interesting to me. No, absolutely. Um, I like the fact um, they, they're alluding to the fact that he is like human. Yeah, yeah, he's he's different. There's like maybe uh, the raid suit is suppressing his fire a little bit. Could be the uh, I do think, though, like. Now, I think this fight will be actually 2v2 and you will get some different. I think you'll get interactions with Sanji King and Sanji Queen and Zoro King, Zoro Queen, uh, just because the way they're fighting. Mm. Um, I do think it will eventually like the final blows will split off to King. As soon as as soon as King pulled out the sword again, I was like, okay, I, I understand where this is going. And then Queen and Sanji are both cyborg did like they both have the German connection. So it's like, all right. You two are going to fight. Zoro's going to fight King, which I'm cool with. That is the normal order of things. Um, do technically our last thing of Zoro was Zoro got punched in the face. And yeah. I'm not sure if I read it correctly, but it's almost like Zoro was taken or Zoro was like taken back by the fact King just punched him. He was. Right? So he and King was basically like, Hey, do you expect everyone to like fight with like a school of like teaching or like something mm-hmm. like that? And uh, he was like, "Oh, I guess you're right." No, nah, so and then one of the most fire lines ever because when they're fighting other pirates, and this is one of the when I I say a lot of things are like the cool things about One Piece, but all of these things just add up in the grand scheme of it. The fact that they're down to act like pirates when around other pirates is really cool. And you get to see Hell so, yeah. So Zoro's saying, hey, you're right, dog. I got to win this fight. I'll fuck you up with my teeth if I got to. Yeah. Like, when this shit is over, like. Hey, when three sword style don't work, I got fucking 30 style. I'm about to, like, put on your throat, dude. <laughs> like, that shit, that shit was great. I was like, oh, yeah. You just get those. You just get those subtle reminders that. Um, they're pirates. Yes, they man. are pirates. Um. Man, I hate to I hate to compare it to it's like what let's not fuck that. I'm not gonna do that one. What's a, what's another um uh, da, 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 da. in like a much better way? This is kind of a shitty example. I wish I had a better one. Um or no, my hero's got this pretty good. Is my yeah. hero is it feels like a more kid-friendly show. Um, I attribute this to at least in the beginning, it feels like this because my hero's got an emphasis on bright colors. Midoriya is very optimistic. The world is, while his world could be sad at times, he's like, the world is optimistic. The world is full of heroes. The world is all this. And then you just get those moments of it. And even the villains who, some of the villains look kind of corny or they're like, my hero, same thing with like the devil fruits. Like not everyone's power is like this crazy superpower. Like some mm-hmm. niggas got firearm for fire hoses, you know? But then they just slip in like these moments of it's like, no, I'll kill you. Like this all looks cute and shit, and it's bright colored. I will, I will kill you right now. Yeah. Like, no, like Nomu. I didn't think originally. Like Nomu didn't look that scary. Nomu looked like a what the fuck is this? 
Um, then he starts beating the shit out of uh, a razor head and you see a razor head to get his face get slammed to the fucking ground. And it's like, oh, oh, we here. We just I yeah. fuck the kid themes. Fuck the school. Like, I'm gonna kill your teacher and y'all just got to go home and cry about it. Yeah. So that, I, especially in my hero, too, because like. It, even like shitty villains are good mm-hmm. because like it's the real world and like the like they they bring up there's never i've never there isn't like a big shown any moment like one shot like like uh, they're they're so, not like not like i'm i know you're thinking like a million percent punch is a good one i was, I was gonna say that's a, that's that's it's a pretty good one but it's not like the character gets mad and then like one shot someone you know <laughs> what i mean like no I, they, I, they i equate a million percent punch to midoriya not fully understanding what one for all is but um like even bakugo doesn't like just blow up randos like yeah. people figure his shit out pretty quick yeah no it's um i think uh to uh, your point about that, I think something that all of the new writers are doing an exceptional job about is like, I think when you work with Shonen Jump and obviously despite their issues, like that is still the number one publisher. And if you're trying to get your story out, that's still probably your best way of doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they are rewriting the Shonen moments. Like they'll still give it to you. Like I, like you said, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, million percent punch. Like you could say, it's like, Oh, that's a Shonen moment. And the moment itself, maybe, yeah, you could say, like, okay, that is a Shoney moment. You get the dramatic music, but there's backstory to the moment, the development of his power, the backstory behind his power. And it's like, yeah, yeah I can give you this moment or I can give you this fan service moment, which I love fan service, but I can also put a story behind it, which is something that newer yeah. writers are doing a far better job of. There's a lot less of uh, Luffy versus Bellamy. If, that, I, if you I, see what I'm, if you see yeah, what I'm getting no, at, where it's like, oh, you're like showboating, and I'm just gonna one shot the fuck out of you. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. Well, since they did it again in One Piece, uh, <laughs> but like they, yeah, but that uh, had story behind it. That had more emotion behind it. Uh, I was watching Tokyo Revengers, mm-hmm. and they did it, and I went, oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a very long time in anime like that's not in my hero academia and luffy can one shot some people like fucking midoriya can one shot some people but like even at his like and you'll get you won't get this uh, you might get this next season maybe not though uh (laughs) he fights this one villain that's like a sniper and midoriya is like souped up like powerful and he still has to like think about how to beat her (laughs) like there isn't like him just going like uh i'm gonna hit her like real fucking hard no i'm (laughs) no it's uh like the 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 writers in general are getting better with that and i'm and i'm sure shonen just like i think even like if you do um I don't know if it works the same movies, but if you're like an up and coming producer and you need to, you need someone to sponsor your movie, because obviously not everyone has $50 million to throw at a movie, they might say, hey, I want to put this in there. Or because you are in, <clears throat> you brought up with the MCU, it's like, hey, these are 
principles or stories we already got to follow, like keep this in mind, blah, blah, blah. Um, if Shonen makes you have those moments, because that's just part of how their product sells, to be able to put your own twist on it is something that I think is just trending in a much better direction uh, versus a lot of 90 shows. It was just like, die, just scream louder, die, fuck it. Like, yeah. get angry, we'll figure something out later. Um, then we get the end of this chapter. And I don't think this was surprising. We both said, yes, he would do it. Yeah. Um, but I did like, I will say he is bigger than I get. I originally said, and yeah, I was originally going to be against it, but I saw it and I was like, no, nah, I'm cool with this. Uh, Momonosuke looks like he's not as big as Kaido, but the fuck big. <laughs> like, yeah. He, like, he looks, he, again, maybe not the same size as Kaido. But, like, yeah, he's up there. He, he is a big SOB. Everyone's freaking out because they're like, oh, shit, Kaido's there. And um, now, while I still I still stand on, I think this secures him as staying as Shogun. I don't think this keeps him. I don't think this puts him on the crew. Um, I still think Yamato will get that role. I think <clears> if <throat> he, I still think if he, like, sneaks onto the crew, like, Dog, he's 28 now. This nigga's not. He's 28. I they got rid of Cabin Boy, so I don't like. What's his role? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's about the same age as Roger when he went out to sea. I, I mean, but is not is correct. You know who also is Yamato. You yeah. know who Yamato goes by Odin. Who did Odin sail with? Ace. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think it's Yamato. Yamato will probably go out to sea. There's no I don't reason. think Yamato needs a role. I because I don't think Odin had a role. Odin was just there. Yeah, technically Robin doesn't really have a role. Ah, she's an archaeologist. Yeah, do you find that a lot on uh ships, on vessels, on, hey, dog, a, dog. on a pirate crew? No, Odin did have a role because what was it? Roger wanted Odin just because of um he could read um he could read the poneglyphs. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. could he could hear the voice of all things too. Well, Roger had, but Roger had that. It was the it was more so the poneglyph, which is yeah. why that was the revelation. With that was it's like, oh, Roger. What another neat thing is no, Roger couldn't just do everything because he was the main character at one point. Like, yeah. he had other people that did shit, and so, um, yeah, so he could read poneglyphs, which I mean, Robin can too. So that'd be like Yamato's not necessarily needed for that, but fuck it, man. Yeah. Oh, I like the idea. Yeah, like whatever Yamato's role is, I like sh- shit. He could be like a bodyguard or something, you know, like you know what I mean? Like any yeah. Like because <laughs> you have your navigator, your shipwright, and a helmsman. Like we went the whole time not needing to worry about a helmsman as a role, but they just kind of like inserted that in there. So it's like, oh, okay. And to be fair, like Zoro's role was literally just right hand man. Like you're just Zoro's role is first mate. <laughs> yeah. And he don't do shit. Except <laughs> so just drink. Yeah. Like, so if Yamato's role doesn't need to be like, it's cool that some of these characters have roles uh that are actually contributing to a real ship and actually trying to get around the world. Yeah. Um, but like we got we got Nami, we got Chopper, we got a cook. I, I like you said uh, we have a helmsman now, which I guess matters. I mean, now we can also chapters. We can also theorize that like Yamato doesn't 
join the crew per se, but boards the ship and like sails with them like Odin. I don't think Odin was technically part of Whitebeard or Blackbeard. Well, I he was more part of Whitebeard's crew. And I think like he I think he ended up going with Roger. Like we never got we never get an Odin bounty. You know? No, but I I attribute no uh, Odin bounty to the fact of um, Wano's not a part of the world. So I don't think I think even like their quote unquote like criminals that come out of Wano. Um, another theory that I haven't uh, firmly put together yet is uh, I don't think Blackbeard would have one per se. But, like, I think there's a possibility of, like, an impelled... I think we get one more person out of impelled down before the story's all over. Mm. Um, and it's, like, the one person that wouldn't join Blackbeard, but no one could kill him inside impelled down, so he's just chilling in level six. Um, but that's someone from Wano, and the world just doesn't know about him because the world doesn't know anything about Wano. Yeah. Similar to, like, my point last week of, like, no, the regular world doesn't really know shit about any pirates on this level. They just mm-hmm. know, oh, Big Mom, scary, Kaido, scary, now Luffy, scary. Like, they don't even know what these niggas look like. So I think we get one more impel down person and the um, how criminals from Wano interact with the rest of the world, I think, is different. So, yeah, not fleshed out, but. That isn't that isn't the best. Like I said, I just have a bunch of One Piece shit in my mind that goes, and it's like I'll read a chapter, and it either adds to it, takes away, mm. or it just fucking spark notes. <laughs> um, so Luffy, Kaido, round three, four. Was it round, round one? Th- he lost. What was round one? Oh yeah, round, round one was one. he just got clubbed. He got one shotted. Yeah, yeah. This would be round, round three, I think. It depends if we want to split up his. There's like. Luffy versus Big Mom and Kaido, and then there's like Luffy versus Kaido, like after Big Mom gets thrown. Which I don't know if you want to separate those two; mm, they don't have to be per se. Nah. So yeah, so this be Luffy versus Kaido round three. Um, what are we? What are early expectations? And are we having? We never. This has literally never been asked. Well, we've asked if there's a two v one involving Kaido. At no point was it Luffy and Momonosuke versus Kaido. <laughs> Or is it a 3v1? Is it Luffy, Momonosuke, and Yamato all fighting Kaido? But, like, Momonosuke can't fight still, right? He's he's just a dragon. We, we, I have no idea. He's he's 28 now. He's, I, I don't, but, I don't but know. But that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, I understand. I, theoretically, he's, he's, no. But he's I got would an 8-year-old's brain. <laughs> or 10-year-old's brain. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what... Because Oda can technically use this aging jutsu as you know like you could use it in a variety of ways it might not just be you just instantly age oda could make it i don't i don't know and that's why i'm not going to totally shun the idea or at least i won't shun the possibility of momonosuke being involved even if momonosuke just shoots like fire at him once Mm -hmm. I, i have no idea what this new essentially new character can do Momonosuke might fight Jack. Nah, that's that's um um who what's my man? It's not the Dogstrom. dog, but dog yeah, Dogstrom. Yeah, Dogstrom yeah. just threw Jack through the fucking hole. <laughs> yeah, we skipped, we skipped over that. I felt bad. That was actually so. A, that's interesting. That it's nighttime now. Like well, we've been fighting. Been 
it's been nighttime. I could have, this was fighting during the day because there was people out during the day. No, 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 no. During this, during, since Onigashima has been in the sky? Mm, I could Because I, I thought they been, were, because they've been doing the fire festival on Onigashima and that was like the whole thing. It's been cloudy and dark like the whole time. But we got like, like full moon, like middle of the nighttime now. Like, so we're, so this yeah. fight at least is, this fight is several hours in. Okay. Yeah. Or I this get many, this many war. They're 15 um, minutes from the flower cap. That whenever the fuck that happens. Um, I mean, don't just for, remember dress Rosa took place over the span of like three hours. Well, well, so that's, I think that's, that's why I noted the, the moon is. I think. That might've been intentional. It might've also just been like the way pacing was. You yeah. Know. I mean, it's been night for a while. I remember because uh, Carrot and um, the 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 other one, <laughs> the other uh, Mink, uh, went so long against Parasparo and like couldn't beat him. How long? What is there an actual time that like the full moon is like fully out there? Like what? Like all it's night not in just... One Piece world. Well, okay, okay. Um, I was curious if there's like a like actual time, like obviously as uh, it gets darker and then the moon comes out and when it's like full moon, boom. Um, I don't have, I hope Dogstrom beats Jack. Uh, I've said this before. Everybody like gets their victories. Um, hmm. And he had his little speech about, you know, hey, even if I die, dog, I got to beat your ass because you've just done too much to me. Like you've come in, you fucked me up, you know, beat my kids, beat my wife, like we got to fight. Yeah. And so I think Jack has been reserved for that, especially because he was the one that specifically attacked. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I think Momonosuke is a possibility to help fight. Uh, I don't think Luffy would let him, but I think Momonosuke might like shoot off an attack. I just, I don't know what he, he's capable of now. Momonosuke might protect flower capital. So I've been theorizing for a few, like a bunch of chapters at this point, for a few months, Onigashima was going to fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, Momonosuke might do something that like diverts Onigashima to like somewhere else. That'd be interesting. And like it still falls out of the sky, but all the people of Wano are saved because of him in that sense. Um, or he has the power combined with, huh? Do you think he has the power to keep it afloat? Yeah. And I think Odin, or I think Yamato is strong enough to move it. That'd be, so that would be what they do. I'm fucking with that idea. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Like, do you? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, but yeah, I no. Go. So I, I theorized, I was like, how dark do we want to make this? Onigashima falls out of the sky. Suddenly we have something with potentially the same power as Kaido show up. He just doesn't know how to really use it yet because he was eight uh, two minutes ago. Um, but, you know. I'm fully, I know One Piece well enough to know uh, trigger something in his body and he can figure it out. 
Um, and then Yama. Was... Here, here's here's the sorry. I kind yeah. of a roundabout way to ask. What is Usopp? What's Usopp's breakout role? I've been asking this every week. I what do you, what do you th- if if uh, Neku Nekomushi Nekomushi is beating the hell out of Parospero and Dogstrom fights Jack. What is Usopp doing? What is Usopp's role in all of this? Because right now, everyone has had a chance to shine except for Usopp. I'm going to throw a... I'm going to throw a knuckleball. So I have no idea where this is going to land. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think there is a high chance that um, we don't get the Usopp moment until we get the CP0 moment. Because, Ooh. and it would make a lot of sense, um, okay. and this is kind of on the spot, um, what is Usopp's first huge moment in the story? It's, I would argue, like his biggest moment is it's the fight with Luffy and that it is the continuation of Water 7. Who's it's in Water sh- 7? Yeah, he shoots down the flag. Shoots down the flag. Yeah. But who's the main bad guy? Like, who's the actual main bad guy of Water 7? Spandom? That's, I said actual main bad guy. I don't count Spandom. Like Lucci? Absolutely. Yeah. Where's Lucci? He's with CP0. Okay. So to have so, okay, so you, do you think Lucci's on Water Seven or on um on uh, Wano right now? Absolutely. Okay, I think he's in. I think he's in that room. I think he is. I think he's intentionally being like panned off to the side anytime we cut to CP Zero, mm-hmm. um, because he, the bird. Yeah, the bird, and it's like where do you know him? So it's like we Otis, Otis is keeping him until like hey, when I need to introduce these guys, this is my fat because I don't know if Oda. And I've always said Oda changes it up kind of as he goes. Lucci is the, I can speed this up or I can slow this down. If I want to slow cook CP0, I keep Lucci off to the side. If I want to speed cook CP0, all I got to do is throw Lucci back in and we've already got, um, we're going to fast track into them. I like and the so, idea that Lucci isn't on the island though. Like another, like another part of CP0 is. And so like, I like the idea that I can get behind Usopp fucking up them and that his moment is holding them off because I've theorized for a while too that Luffy will be Luffy and the majority of the crew would be like significantly fucked up uh, at the end of this war. And uh, if Usopp's the only one standing, that's a really good moment for him. It's not just a good moment for him. It's, one of the things with Usopp's moments is, and this is just, I don't, I, like I said, he's the regular guy, right? He'd be a, he'd be a, the brave warrior of the sea. If he stood up to CP zero though, not just brave warrior of the sea. It's look at who's witnessed Usopp do stuff. Usopp was witnessed by Doflamingo. Luchi would have then now seen Usopp twice. Like regardless if he thought Usopp was strongest or not, to mm-hmm. shoot down the flag at the stage of the game. Like, one of the things that's iconic about that scene is it's one of the few times, like, you see everybody go, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because everybody knows, even if we don't fully yet, like, 
that flag is connected to celestial dragons, which is connected to the admirals. And then you want to go up high. It's like you shoot like shooting down that flag is like you asking for some shit. Like, um, yeah, like even as strong as CP nine was at the time, it's like, nah, you know, who you just pissed off. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know who was up there? Like, I like y'all can die. That's cool. Um, and so to Lucci to see him do something, I don't know what the equivalent of burning the flag will be, but to have another moment in front of Lucci after he just had a moment in front of Do Flamingo, Usopp's bounty goes nuts because mm-hmm. the people that see him, it's not a matter of if he's done as much as Zoros, like anyone on the crew, it's who's seen you do it. Um, and so I think it would be a cool full circle story for like Lucci to be there when he saw Usopp or Soga King, if you want to be technical. Um, yeah do it then and to still do it now and there's almost like a respect factor from someone like Lucci given to a character like Usopp who most people would say are not standing on the same level mm-hmm. um, do you think Luffy has a chance in round three against Kaido like yeah. how do we see this like do we see this being the decisive fight oh I'm seeing this fight as like Katakuri 2.0 where it's that close it's it's tough like that's where i i or like we've never seen like it's rare like it hasn't we haven't had like a luffy katakur like where he just throws hands um except with like luchi and katakuri where they just like are punching the shit out of each other and the one where he like can't where he like physically starts slugging him is in the Z movie, which is just like, that's not even canon. True. Uh, so I want to see that dude. <laughs> I want to see that in round three. I'm not mad at it at all. Um, duh, okay. So, but now, and I'm going to ask this question a couple more times until we get there. But if you had to guess now, and we've asked this before, but just because new information changes possible answers, what do we think right now is the aftermath of Wano with the information I, we currently have? Oh, I still think Wano gets destroyed. So, like, uh, Onagashima gets pushed somewhere else. Um all of the fights that were happening on it kind of conclude and it's just everybody waiting to see like the outcome of Luffy and Kaido and their fight tears up the fucking island. I'll <laughs> see that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Do, are we at the point where um... <sighs> this is a weird question. It sounds really simple, but it, it feels bigger in my head is are we at the point where all of luffy's fights are landscape changing it seems like that right i mean like and that's a big deal like it's it's a really simple question or like it it might not sound crazy but like anytime a character has ever been in any show or any manga it's like when it's like yeah they changed the landscape when they fought like that is reserved for very high-end like final boss type of people i think it's a good parallel though for the end of wano for some landscape changing fighting because that's how the new world was introduced uh absolutely jimbei 
talking about how punk hazard was like the Peaceful. the weather the weather yeah. was changed uh and it became an, a hot cold island instead of a luscious island you know and so i'm like i think there'd be a really good parallel of like oh yeah when you get to that level you can't go all out <laughs> you start fucking shit up too much you go all out and then like islands start disappearing um do flamingo gave a perfect like hint at what that could be because he definitely flattened dress rosa uh, yeah um do, yeah does, do you think then and so i i hinted at i don't think news comes out of Wano the same way it does with the rest of the world um do you think that someone either cp0 or someone from the navy um reports that kaido and luffy crushed Wano? Yeah, uh, CP0, probably. Do you think they report that to the world, though? Because I don't know if the world knows what Punk Hazard looks like currently. I would argue the world doesn't know what Punk Hazard looks like, especially because it was put like that because of one of their guys. The military, yeah. I don't even... Does the world know how Chiji's a blackbeard? Yeah. That's official? Uh, I think it's official. Maybe not. I know the I'm, Navy knows. It's hard to know. I, it's hard to remember. We're talking like hundreds cha- of chapters ago yeah. when they like told us. I don't I'm think, just curious what the world like. What does the world know? The world what is know the world anything? allowed to know? Yeah, because that's huge. Like that is that's why Buggy's an emperor. Not an emperor. That's why Buggy was a warlord. Mm. The world just didn't know him. And well, we still have to presume that at some point is they are maybe currently still trying to kill all the warlords yes no maybe so well uh, at this point like i'm guessing like they've captured who they captured and because like a lot of t- a lot buggy. of time has passed like at least a week and a half has passed and then from that point like they've been on wano for about oh they've been on wano for almost a month no it feels like it Hey, it's done wrong. You're correct. Um, I just interesting because you never, you never really know like what is because all Oda has to do is even as much time as actually passed, all he has to do was give us essentially a flashback chapter, and it's like, hey, at this time, and you can essentially take someone back to that exact time. Like you could just say, hey. While they're at the end of Wano, it's like, all right, this is everything that happened on Wano. You guys know that. Now I'm going to take three or four chapters and explain what has happened in the rest of the world. Normally, we've gotten those in like a chapter or half a chapter. Mm -hmm. But this is a Wano. They've spent extensive amounts more time than normal on. And we haven't gotten as many of our normal what luffy's doing and then back to the world then back to luffy then back to the world so when now we always get shot back to the world after an arc is over yeah so once this arc is over i could easily see him going like this could be like a two chapter recap of like this is what's going on in the world like this is what the warlords are doing this is what royalty is doing this is uh, he gave this looks like yeah he gave a whole volume to uh uh a reverie you know yeah and it's like technically the um even even more like the longest technically i think um 
I don't know the exact pages, but I think the longest, hey, this is the rest of the world now that we've ever gotten was this little thing called Blackbeard and Ace. Um, so, you know, we've definitely gotten a chapter or two before getting kicked out to the world. And this is an even longer period of time than that. Um, so I'm, I'm interested because like I, A, I don't think they could catch anyone besides Buggy. And that's even if they could catch Buggy. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think Mihawk is just floating somewhere after he just killed about a thousand soldiers and he don't feel bad about it. No. Yeah. Um, Hancock, I don't think they're fucking with. Uh, who else is technically a warlord? Uh, who else is a warlord, Matt? Hancock, Mihawk, Buggy, Weeble. They're not, they're not capturing Weeble. I don't even know what the fuck Weeble does. Uh, like, now? Who's, that's four. I think that's it. Because Law was one of them, and okay. he's not anymore. Jinbei was one of them, and he's not one of them. But he wasn't one of the new warlords when Law was a warlord. Oh, one of the new warlords. Yeah, yeah. hold on. Law would have been, so that's five. Obviously, Law got kicked Do out. Doflamingo was one of them. Okay, six. We're missing one more. Who the fuck was a warlord post the time skip? Uh, yeah. It, this how I felt yesterday. Then we're not going to say it on microphone. But when I called you yesterday, and I'm like, "Fuck, why can't I think of this last person's name?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck, I should know this, but I don't." Uh, Post time skip. I'm blanking. Hold on. Let me. Because it was post time skip. It was Hancock, uh, Buggy Law, Mihawk. Doflamingo. I just said their name. Um, 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 just I literally just said them. Weeble. Okay. We got yeah, Weeble and um, uh, man. Yeah. So oh, uh, Kuma. We're Kuma's the one that. Oh, he's still technically. Oh, so wow. it was it was Mihawk, Kuma, Hancock, Buggy, Weeble. La Doflamingo. You see how little the world knows? The world still thinks Kuma is a warlord. I mean, he is technically, but like also every pacifista is a Kuma. Dog, the OG Kuma, that poor bastard. That's like one of like, I'm not ready for his his backstory because like Kuma could have had a... Now, I presume Kuma's backstory to be like he had a pretty good life for the most part. Um, he yeah. got into uh, essentially like a, a, a Father Joseph role or a um, wanting to like let, uh, what, is, what is it the, the Mother Teresa role, but flip it for guys, right? Yeah, and he wanted to help people out, and when he got with Dragon, he believed in the cause that Dragon had so much that he was essentially willing to sacrifice. Hey, I've got a good life. I can do okay. For, I can do well for myself to the point of I will submit myself to being tortured, used, abused, dragged. Like, whereas a lot of people have like this, oh, I had a shit upbringing and then I've got a good adulthood. He will have a good childhood to shit adulthood. Toward yeah. his, if, re, if real Kuma is even alive now, you know, good luck on answering that question. Well, 
he's he was with man cherry and man cherry's tears heal everything so robot parts who knows that's that's the because we don't know what who's to say that's yeah because what what is what is kuma now a cyborg a pacifista yeah that's even like that line is yeah i wouldn't even cyborg or a pacifista i love that they had to like try to bring in the warlords and i'm like kuma the, he they say he's still technically a member of the warlords but like it looked like he he his was a being torn apart by like dra- celestial dragons like he's an was banished he's a dog. i would argue and say he was revoked uh because they have like a list of like revoked on here and resigned and the current members maybe it's because they didn't outright say it but i'm like looked pretty bad for well that's he's not really he's not really protecting the sea is he if he's uh (laughs) no well that that's just one of those things like like i keep harping on um are you a warlord to the world are you a warlord to the world government the world government right realize i buggy's a fucking joke like we don't have to like if we want to kill buggy we could just do that yeah but it's important to the world thinks he is this scary pirate. He is Shank's friend. He was on Roger's crew. Like that. Those are important. If you want to make someone scary, you know, uh, we were talking off mic about um, American history. If you really want to put impression on somebody, you just teach a whole generation of kids. This is how it went. Yeah. And then look what you have. Um, shout out, not shout out to American history. Mm, um, we could have done better. <laughs> That's that's the model of America. Yeah, we could have done better. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that is a um, definitely and that'd be interesting. Um, last couple points before we go here. Uh, any? Do we have any last notes we want to hit about this chapter? I think uh, we hit this everything. chapter. I think we spent a lot of time on it. There's a lot to talk about in it. It definitely is like like I said beginning like just the every like the chapters like the really good ones just like without trying just feel like they're getting better and better and the arcs are getting better and better um congrats to oda like you just you you have perfected a craft and it's just it is enjoyable as hell to go along with um appreciative that i get to like you get to experience certain things in real time and there's just like more value to it yeah Um, like with sports it would be it would have been dope if i got to see like michael play in real time well michael won his sixth title when i was four i i didn't give too much of a fuck at four years old so right like it's cool to like watch highlights and be like oh shit this happened it is much cooler when you get to watch something in real time and you get to be a part of that um great thing going on like that is a I don't know if there will be another one piece after one piece is over. I highly doubt it. I doubt it. It's like, I won't say impossible Um, because you know, shit shit happens, but like to, to be with one piece for, to essentially be like our age group to be the one piece generation, like the post, the post dragon ball kids. Yeah. Um, Like that's a really cool thing. And I appreciate being that age. Thanks. Thanks mom and dad. Y'all did a good job. Fucked at the right time. Hey. <laughs> y'all, so y'all knew y'all like, oh knew. this motherfucker's about to put out this shit hey quick we got nine months 
right. On that note. <laughs> oh, fuck. And hey, thanks, mom and dad. You banged at the right time. <laughs> I got and Pokemon because of you. So I there you go. That. That's another thing. Oh, I was, uh, we were, uh, side note, uh, we were, we were watching. Oh, I meant to text this to you. Oh my gosh. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Okay. And this doesn't have to be super long. So I don't have a lot of time. So we'll keep this like five minutes or less is, um, we were watching, uh, cause we were babysitting Naomi's sister over the weekend cause her parents went to a concert. Okay. And, uh, we had Netflix on and we watched, uh, the Hey Arnold movie, by the way, there's a Hey Arnold movie and it finishes off his story. Never knew yeah. that. Oh um, yeah. I, I think I watched that. Yeah, Sounds they, familiar. They, they finally found his parents and I was like, Oh, cool. I guess you finished Hey Arnold. Awesome. I um, literally thought his parents died, but okay. I, I, I never thought of it growing up. I know they mentioned it, but I like, it never was like a, in my head as a kid, I didn't pay enough attention to go like, oh, shit, where's Arnold's parents? Yeah. Well, they bring uh, it up every now and then. Like, his mm-hmm. parents, like, le- I always thought they left him. <laughs> like, that's, I, I was in the same boat. And um, didn't didn't need it. Like, eh. anyway, what, where are you going? <laughs> um, But after the Hey Arnold, for some reason, Netflix was like, oh, you watched the Hey Arnold movie. I know what you want. You want. um uh pokemon diamond and pearl and i was yeah, like maze on that's on netflix yeah or maybe, uh, maybe hulu maybe hulu i might be tripping okay netflix hulu one of those and i was like sun and moon's on netflix the um it's like i see may and it's like the first episode with pikachu going nuts because he's discharging all over the or she's discharging all over the place and i'm like okay and then it made me think in my head i was like and her sister ended up falling asleep and so i was just I was there in the back. I was on my phone, but the episode just kept playing. And I was like, this isn't terrible. Like, it's not great, but it's not terrible. And it made me think, I was like, if impossible to know, because at the time these shows aired, anime was not where it is now. Mm-hmm. But if, if people knew like how big anime was going to be, like when I see shows like, like shows that are attached to a product. Pokemon's attached to a product. Yu-Gi-Oh's attached to a product. Digimon's attached to a product. I'm like, these shows had potential to be good. Like, I think they got kind of shoehorned because there was so much of an emphasis around the product that they were trying to sell. Mm -hmm. Like, they're trying to push out cards. or They're trying to push out new games. Like, you know, it's like, but these didn't have to, like, fucking nosedive into, like, ass like these had this is you've got big worlds you've got a lot of stuff you can do like could a show attached to a product like be in your mind could it be good long term Mm. no i think pokemon's a perfect example of that um i'm actually kind of worried about the anime because ash seems to be wrapping up his journey um <laughs> oh shit we get a second trainer yeah like that's that? that's kind of the thought process it's like well what do you do when ash becomes the world champion you know like like he's already won the league he's basic he's essentially doing the battle tower right now and uh, if you ever played Battle Tower and Sword and Shield, it's ranked. So, like, uh, he's basically, like, 
in the in the one of the most recent episodes, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, but Ash introduced Z moves. He brought Z moves back. He's not in the Alola region anymore. He's he brought back Pikachu's most powerful attack so that he could like win a fight. And I'm like, that's a crazy callback. Like this, and like trainers are doing things that are tactical. Ash is doing tactical things. Like, and I'm like, this feels like the end, dude. Uh, he, they're they're setting him up to fight Cynthia at some point in the next couple months. Um, Damn. I I'm like, I don't know where you. And then from there, it's Leon, I guess. I guess he might have to fight, like, Lance at some point. I, he's, he, if he beats Cynthia in a fight, like, I don't know where he goes from there. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you have him compete in a Pokemon League after that, you know? It's, yeah. It's... So, yeah, I, I just, I'm like, I don't see like Yu-Gi-Oh is also like not that great. Oh no, it has as an anime, has, you know. Like Yu-Gi-Oh has a nostalgia, which is DM, and that's just nostalgia based as fuck. Uh, Arc Five had a really strong premise, and then they just fucking shot it to the ground and mm-hmm. said, "Nah." Because um, uh, like the sucks. big the big part of those shows is that it's supposed to market the product, mm-hmm. like. Pokemon can like have this crazy fucking animation and not worry about blowing a budget because every fucking video game makes like mm-hmm. a country's worth of money. Yeah. So, uh, and they make two of the same fucking game. <laughs> no, no, so, no. They switch out three or four Pokemon. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I don't work on you no more. <laughs> only on new regions. Fair. <laughs> Um, not when they have Pokemon home compatibility and I can cheese the fuck out of it. Um, I mean, you know, there's that. They were like, oh, you want to get Palkia too? I'm like, nah, bitch. I get Palkia and Sword and Shield. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, when you're trying to like push a product, like, you don't really need your show. You just need like, the show to exist like that's that's the really big like so i can speak more towards for like you know that's the big issue with it is it's like um so like when you say like pokemon trainers like being strategic now it's like in the show like good guys or bad guys you go have never really had like good decks or cohesive strategies there's actually a part of the thing with arc five that's like the anomaly is like the main character's deck in real life was a tier zero deck. Like it was just, they e-banned the fuck out of like four cards. Cause they were like, yeah. Oh, these are too good. Um, and that's part of the problem is it's like the show wants to emphasize all these cards because if the show only emphasized what's competitive for either Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like, yeah. okay, well I could do that in real life. I know what I, if I'm going to be competitive, I know what's good. And you're only marketing towards those. Plus I'm not buying anything that doesn't have something competitive in it. Whereas they're trying to sell all these different tins, video games, cards, like pack, like they want to sell everything. And it's like, that's where it's you know that's that's cute but that sucks and i know that sucks yeah. and it's like the writing 
part of the biggest thing too is like the writing for a lot of those shows and obviously these are geared more towards kids because that's what they're trying to sell more to um at our age it's kind of like if we're into it we're gonna buy it there's not a whole lot of like selling they need to do us on in terms of the show um the writing just sucks and like the the dialogue is usually so bland and it's just like the shock face that always happens like oh my gosh he used that move or yeah oh that's a fa-. like it's just like uh, what the like it, it's hard even as like trying to get into them to a degree it's like this this is this is bad this is this is real bad um mm. and uh, it's like i i think there's potential possibly for a show to maybe do it but it would have to essentially a it couldn't be a marketing show is the problem like, yeah like i don't i i'd be intrigued to see if pokemon like kind of goes in that direction because like where do you go after ash do you just start like picking regions to go to and then like having adventures like a more like short form anime like that follows the game's rules to a certain degree or like does its own like anime version of those rules because like in the last fight i watched a dude do a bait and switch technique uh with pikachu uh and in order to cancel out like an attack and i went (laughs) like literally uh so ash is down to like last pokemon throws out pikachu uses thunderbolt on this pokemon guy goes nah returns his pokemon which is what you can totally fucking do in the game oh he threw out a pikachu he's probably gonna hit me with an electric attack return toss out tosses out electivire with motor drive gets hit with the lightning is now the fastest thing on the field <laughs> because that's how motor drive works. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Bruh, that's a that's a pro strat. That's not like that's not like just anime. Like people have been doing that in video games as like a bait. That's called a bait and switch. No, absolutely. It's that's the thing, is like you could have them do stuff like that, but then obviously that doesn't play to the marketing because people that like if you if you are into the competitive of any of them, like they said, take any of the ones that are um, marketing shows. If you're into the competitive, you're already going to know that kind of stuff, and you might not be looking there. But if I got to watch it, because to some degree, like it's just cool to see, like even though we have video games for these, like it's just cool to see some of these things animated. Like it's mm-hmm. cool to see the thing on the card come to life. Like that's just yeah, that is what it is. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, I got it. I got it going. But I was, it just made me think about that when I was watching. I'm like, yeah, this like, there's enough here to possibly make this good. Um, but it just obviously they haven't been um, in the past. But as always, man, appreciate everyone that was listening today. Um, as always, at Shadow Riley on Twitter. Even if you don't tweet, at I Talk About Ninety Eighty, at Hard Fun Network on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, shout out to the team at Ant underscore HFN at Wilbell underscore NVO. Uh, obviously, don't forget to tune into Hard Foul this week. We got uh, Real Big Three coming later as well. Uh, go listen to the last episode, uh, Gentrified Crates. It is. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a while. Um, don't do the crate challenge, but funnier than shit. Um, <laughs> With that being said, appreciate everyone that has listened, will listen, continues to listen. Uh, Go check out the videos on YouTube. 
And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out, dudes. Thank you.